If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contract to pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. Welcome in to Locked on Steelers, Episode 3. I'm your host, Adam Crowley from Steelers Nation Radio, the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers pregame show on the flagship home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE, and a host of the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. What are we doing? Well, we're giving you the best Steelers information every single day. I'm very pleased to join the Locked on Podcast Network, started by David Locke, play-by-play man of the Utah Jazz. He started his own podcast called Locked on Jazz. It was so successful that he said, you know what? I'm going to start a network. And he has, and there's a lot of great guys covering the National Football League on the Locked on Network. A lot of guys who are awesome covering the NBA on the Locked on Network. If you want just an NFL podcast, well, it's not just any NFL podcast, but Locked on NFL is being hosted by our friend Matt Williamson, who was a former scout for the Cleveland Browns, worked for ESPN, and worked for the Pittsburgh Panthers. He knows his stuff. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. And check out all the other Locked On podcasts. Uh, I know all you Steelers fans are addicted to the NFL. Well, uh, these guys know their stuff, and you can get it on demand whenever you want. we got a great show planned for you today. Going to hear from a couple of Steelers rookies, as I alluded to yesterday. Going to talk to you about all of the Steelers rookies. Just give you a little status update. Tell you what they've all been doing. Obviously, no practice yesterday. So today, later on, we are going to see the joint practice between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions. But this gives me an opportunity to kind of go over some of the guys who have been impressive. And why not go over the rookies and tell you what they've been up to and tell you how they have been performed going to hear from Javon Hargrave Steelers third round pick we're going to hear from Gerald Hawkins the Steelers fifth round pick and both of those guys have performed very well I don't think Hargrave's been a surprise I think Gerald Hawkins has and I'll tell you more about that coming up in a little bit let's start with the first two picks that the Steelers made this year Artie Burns he was the first round pick and Sean Davis was the second round pick Burns Hadn't looked great out there. He's been banged up, hasn't practiced in a few days here uh, as he's nursing an injury, and Mike Tomlin's been coy. He's not going to tell us exactly what's going on there, Um, but not a good sign when your first-round pick doesn't stay on the field, particularly when it's a guy who was a developmental guy anyhow. Artie Burns is a player that some have characterized as a project. I think that word might be a little bit strong, but I understand the point. Artie Burns wasn't going to come in here and be a world beater from day one. In fact, He's been going up against Antonio Brown in practice, and uh, it's left him burned. Pardon the pun. He, he has had a difficult time with A.B., and Antonio was even trash-talking him really hard the other day. It was basically expletive this, you rookie, expletive that, you rookie, expletive this, expletive that, rookie, rookie. And I think that that's pretty tough uh, on a young guy, but I understand why Antonio's doing it. 
that's the way the league is. And you don't think rookies are going to get targeted? Because they are. Now, as for the whole project thing, Artie Burns, if he was going to play a lot this year, if he's going to play a lot this year, I would be surprised. I think they're going to use him sparingly. Now, with the injury to Senquez Golson, maybe that makes it more likely that he's going to play if there's another injury. But the first guy that's going to get a crack in that nickel position is going to be Sean Davis, who played safety and corner for the University of Maryland, and he's looked very good out there. Coverage, not really his strength from that corner position. Uh, he only played there because of injuries, and the, they needed him to play that position. Uh, he's more of a safety. He's got a body for a safety, but he can cover big receivers if they're going to be in the slot. He can cover tight ends who are going to be in the slot. He's got that kind of skill set, being able to cover and being able to tackle. He's a very physical player. I can't wait to see what he does today against the Detroit Lions. I can't wait to see what he starts doing in the preseason because there's only so much you can learn about him, only so much you can learn about that guy whenever you're watching practice. He fills the hole nicely. He's good off the edge on the blitz, but I want to see him out there in coverage uh, going up against guys he's not familiar with. Uh, the third-round pick, Javon Hargrave, has been, I think, outstanding, and he's a guy that I want to see also against the Detroit Lions because at first he was going up against third and fourth-string offensive linemen, and he was whipping them. Then we saw him whip Cody Wallace, the Steelers' backup center, guy who started uh, all season last year for the Steelers at center. Uh, now I want to see how he does with some of the other players in the National Football League that he's not as familiar with. How's he assimilating to Steelers camp? Well, let's hear from Javon Hargrave himself. I think I'm picking up very well and starting to play faster to the competition. So it's just um, I feel like I'm getting better every day and just coming to work every day to perfect my craft. Everyone knows about your first step and how quick you are off the ball. What are you working on to kind of use to supplement that? Just my punches and um, hand technique, just being more more um, consistent with my hands and letting it transition. So I ain't got to use my first step all the time. I just can use my technique and win. How's Mitch been coaching you up? He's pretty tough. I mean, he tells you all the things you need to work on. Even on some of the good plays, just tell you all the things you could have did to make that play easier. So he's helping me out a lot. They always say he kind of tries to tear you down first and then build you back up. Is that what you found? I mean, I feel like he just he just helping me get better, man. Just at the end of the day, his job is to try to make me the best football player I can be. So I know what he's doing, and I'm taking it on and actually doing good with it. Who are the tough customers out there? Who's been giving you the, the most difficult time? I think they all got something unique that they bring. So it's, it's not really them giving me a tough time. It's just them helping me get better and um, giving me their all every day and making it tough for me. How many people came to your games at school? Probably not as much as that. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. it just totally different? Uh, media coverage, everything different down here? Yeah, I mean, you come out and there's 5,000 to 10,000 fans at your practice. Like, that's probably as many people as I had in my game. So I can't even imagine how the games will be. How do you just kind of soak it all in and, and, and not let it affect your mindset and just go out there and play football? Because it's just motivation to me, man. It's, it's kind of what you've been dreaming of. So now that you're here, you just want to take advantage of the opportunity and um, make the most of it. Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, they've been rubbing off on you at all? I mean, how much are you talking to those guys? I talk to them about every day. I mean, they both got their 
lockers like near mine, so they kind of um, give me advice and um, help me out with everything I need, which is plays and technique work. Was that your call, having your locker by those guys? Nah, it wasn't my call. It was just something that happened, and I'm blessed for it to happen, so I can just, you know, do what they do and uh, be professionals like they they are. I know in the, the secondary there's a young guy room. Is it the same kind of thing with with you on the defensive line? Do the young guys have a, a different film time than, than some of the older guys? No, we all just the same, really. We um, So I guess so. We all can be on the same page and learn the same work, so we all at the same time. That's Steelers third-round pick Javon Hargrave with me, Adam Crowley, and he's a bright kid. He gets it. He, he just understands that he's lucky to get to show up every single day and play football, and he might be humble, and he might not really want to be overly excited about the way he's performed out there, but uh, he's doing a lot of really good things, and I think he's going to be a very good player for the Steelers this year, and he's going to give them something that they really haven't had all that much of lately, and that's an interior pass rush. So I think Steelers fans are really going to like this guy. I know he's enjoying Steelers Nation, as you heard there. More people at practice than at his actual collegiate games, and then the next night there were 12,000 fans uh, at the night practice at Latrobe Memorial Stadium. So definitely an overwhelming experience, but he's got a good head on his shoulders and seems to be handling everything well. As does Gerald Hawkins, the Steelers' fourth-round pick out of LSU, a guy that when they drafted him, I thought, eh, really, this guy? And he was known to be a good run blocker, not so great in the passing game. But as you'll hear right here, injuries kind of held him back his last year at LSU. Uh, you spent time at left tackle and right tackle during your time at LSU. How do you feel like that's helped prepare you for your experience here? Uh, pretty much uh, helped me a lot, honestly, like dealing with a lot, uh, switching both ways and different uh, different series. So it's helping out a lot. It comes, uh, comes handy. Is there a side you feel more comfortable on? <laughs> honestly, just different stands. Yeah. feel comfortable at both edges. Talk about your – you had an injury at LSU, and it, it kind of slowed you down a little bit your last year there. Can you talk about that at all and shed yeah. light on where you've progressed? Yeah, I had a high experience uh, tore up plantar fasciitis. It kind of slowed me down. I couldn't really plan. <laughs> couldn't turn up like I, I wanted to, but I'm healthy now. I feel great. feel like I'm flying around now. Who gives you the best look in these O-line, D-line, one-on-one Ooh, matchups? Ooh, Chick. Chick a little. Oh, how, yeah. How come? What was about He him? just he, – he, he, he changes up a lot every, each day from speed to bull to everything. I, I like the variety. It's yeah, helped me out a lot. When Cam just talked to us about you, he compared you. And I don't know if you've watched Calvin Beecham at all, but he compared you to Beach. He said there's some similarity. He said you aren't there yet. He didn't want you to make a head. <laughs> but he said he compared you to Beecham. Is there? Do you see? Have you watched Beecham at all? Do you see similarities? Uh, honestly, I, I really watch Beecham uh, that much, but I just feel like I'm playing my game, playing, playing with how I feel comfortable. Honestly. Is there a tackle you kind of mold yourself after at all, or a lot of you watch? Uh, Anybody you played with at LSU, maybe? Uh, not really. I usually watch uh, Big Whitworth and uh, yeah. Staley, but that's about it. I really kind of find my own game, trying to make my own way pretty much. That's about it. A lot of the guys out there are saying you flashed. Mike Tomlin even made a point kind of to look over at us and, and kind of praise you for switching between right and left tackle. I know John just asked you a little bit about that, but what can your versatility bring you in terms of trying to make this roster here? Honestly, I'm trying to do whatever whatever it takes. Any role I can I can fit in and just do. I'm I'm willing to do it. So if that's on the right side or the left side, I'm trying to make each each possibility uh, great. So I'm taking my chances. Who's taking you under their wing on, in terms of the offensive line? Honestly, the whole offensive line from Pouncey to Gilbert to Ramon to Big Al, all of them, Cody, like they take me under the wing, give me the wisdom. Even when I'm not doing so hot, they, they get on me. Like I'm, I like that. So. 
I'm pretty much getting information from everybody, especially Munchak. Yeah, Munch, one of the best in the business. How does he compare to past coaches that you've had at that position? Uh, honestly, they're all great. And just dealing with Munch, he's dealing with his resume, his Hall of Fame. I'm trying to absorb everything with him. So anything he teaches me or tells me, I'm trying to absorb it in, write it down, take, take the most of it. I know that Coach John Mitchell for the defensive line, his thing is kind of he's going to break people down, try to build them back up. What does Munchak do? Is, is it more technical? Just technique kind of stuff. What's uh, you doing with I believe it's for pretty much everything from yeah. building down, breaking down to uh, even technique-wise. Like he's he's pretty much everything. You know, I'm trying to do the most I can. He's pretty much helped me through it, so I'm is, loving for that. Is there something specific he really has you focusing on? Uh, honestly, just being just being patient. Uh, honestly, just being patient with my footwork, just trying to slow it down a little bit, yeah. and I go too fast and miss miss assignments. But honestly, just be patient with it and, and know my assignments. That's pretty much it. Is it tough to? At this point in camp, keep your level uh, high. I mean, I, I know for us, <laughs> at this point, we're kind of getting all right. You know, are you are you excited that the Lions are coming in? So maybe you get to face some new competition. Uh, honestly, I, I believe everyone is honestly yeah. like uh, going against the same guys for the past yeah. what a month and a half, I believe. So really, really, some new faces bring some more some more energy up here. So I can't wait till that happen. That's new Steelers offensive tackle Gerald Hawkins, the fourth round pick out of Louisiana State University. Got a chance to block for uh, Leonard Fournette, and he was a really good run blocker, as a lot of those guys at LSU are. But he looks smooth out there. And I talked to Craig Wolfley, former Steelers offensive lineman, and he told me that he really likes what he's seeing from Gerald Hawkins. Uh, he thinks the injury did hamper his ability to, to perform last year. Uh, and he said, yeah, that he sees some Kelvin Beecham in him. And Kelvin Beecham, a really good player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a seventh-round pick that – wound up being their starting left tackle now of course signed with the Jacksonville Jags but that's really high praise from Cam Hayward and really high praise from Craig Wolfley I think the Steelers do have a player here who next year could be their swing tackle and then maybe even more moving forward I don't want to dive all the way into the deep end right now with Gerald Hawkins but certainly some reasons to be optimistic when you watch him play and I understand more now why they have him why they drafted him than whenever they actually did draft him. Let's go over the last three guys the Steelers drafted, Travis Feeney, Demarcus Ayers, and Tyler Matikiewicz. I'll be honest, Travis Feeney, haven't seen him much. Uh, I haven't seen him really flash all that much, so I really haven't been able to get a good read, but the Steelers are just stacked at the linebacker position. I think he'll have a difficult time making the roster. I liked him whenever he was drafted because he's such a freak athlete thought he could be a dynamo on special teams we'll see if things change we'll see if he makes a couple of plays in the preseason games but thus far has done nothing to really grab my attention but hey luckily for him I'm not Kevin Colbert I don't make the decisions I'm not Mike Tomlin I don't get to decide whether he stays or goes but he'd be going he'd be on my chopping block right now DeMarcus Ayers probably the same thing and that's only because I think the Steelers have fallen in love with Eli Rogers Todd Haley said he's the best slot receiver the Steelers have had in Pittsburgh Ben Roethlisberger really likes Eli Rogers, and Eli has shown the ability to be able to return punts. We saw two days ago that Antonio Brown was the first man in line to catch a live punt, and then the next guy to take a rep was Eli Rogers. I think the Steelers really want to see what he can do. Now, DeMarcus could always return one for a touchdown in the preseason, and that goes a long way. We saw a couple of years ago Stephon Logan did it against Detroit, and he wound up making the roster because of that return. It could happen with DeMarcus Ayers, but right now I think he's on the outside looking in. And a guy who's on the inside and I think going to wind up staying on the inside, no pun intended based on his position, is Tyler Matikiewicz. They call him Dirty Red. 
and he just plays the game of football the right way. And there's a bunch of cliches you can use for him. Not the most athletically gifted player out there. That's why he waited around till the seventh round despite having over 500 tackles in college. But he's got a nose for the football. He works his tail off. And this is a guy that I think the Steelers are going to have a really difficult time cutting. This is the kind of player that you could see have 10, 15 tackles in a preseason game, and a lot of fans are going to wind up falling in love with him if they haven't already begun falling in love with him. Coming up tomorrow on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'll tell you what happened today at practice, give you a little practice report, tell you what went down between the Steelers and the Lions, and then uh, tomorrow night, We've got the night practice, 5-15, between the Steelers and Lions, practice number two. So you'll have coverage from both coming up this week. You'll also hear a one-on-one conversation with me and LaDainian Tomlinson probably at the end of the week or this weekend. So a lot of great stuff coming your way on the Locked on Steelers podcast with me, Adam Crowley. If you want to get in touch, you can. I'll answer your Twitter questions on the next podcast, at Adam Crowley SNR. And if you'd like to advertise, you can... Uh, send me an email, adamcrowley6 at gmail.com. Until next time, folks, thanks to everyone out there for listening. Uh, You've been listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.